What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 334 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the Georgia versus Georgia Tech postgame show, a game in which we saw the Dogs win 37 to 14, making that five in a row over Georgia Tech and 11 out of 13. Will and Tony are on this episode. I am not. This is all you're going to hear from me, but uh, we're so glad that you're listening. I want to say before we get started how much I appreciate everybody coming out to The Root, saying hello. It's always great to meet the people that listen to our program that we just hit record on and have been doing so since 2015, and we just publish, and it just goes out to the internet, and uh, and y'all get a hold of it, and um, it just makes me feel good. It's it's a really cool experience to, to get a hello and to hear from y'all, so Thank you for coming out. And for those of you that didn't make it or couldn't make it, hey, maybe next year at the end of the season, we'll do it all over again for a meetup. But no further delay here. Let's listen to Will and Tony and their take on what all went down for the game in Sanford Stadium, the seniors' last game, Georgia versus Georgia Tech. And here's Will to get it all started. Hello. And welcome to the WSLS post-game podcast from Georgia's, what was the final score? 37 to 14 win over the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. A game that was briefly, I wouldn't say interesting, <laughs> but uh, certainly uh, it's one of those games where you know Georgia Tech scored first. I'm here with Tony Waller, by the way, as always. Scott could not be roused from his slumber as usual. Uh, but uh, one of those games where Georgia Tech went off to that uh, that seven zero lead, and Georgia made a couple mistakes and went three and out in the first drive, and was enough to make that go. Mm, what's happening here? And then Georgia, if a bit, uh, or maybe not erratically, but uh, I wouldn't say uh, win your clunkers, as they say, or win your clunkers by twenty three, <laughs> such as it is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, certainly a game where I would not say Georgia looked its sharpest. And I also thought Georgia Tech looked better than they have actually looked in a while, which might be worthy of discussion, but still a game where the outcome was never particularly in doubt. Yeah, I think you have to give Brent Key and Georgia Tech credit for a, a perfectly open scripted drive. It's always frustrating when you see a team do what Georgia did in the second half, which, to be clear, they held a Georgia Tech team that got a decent amount of yards in the first half to 55 yards offense. And it, you know that is out there. But you that also discounts that the fact they're, despite it's Georgia Tech, and despite the fact that it is um, a Georgia Tech team that is better than we thought, uh, is still kind of struggling talent-wise, uh, for them to come in and just, I mean, literally just march right down the field with a little help from their friends, but still do so, and um, score, I, I wouldn't say relatively easily, and still a 13-play drive. Um, that I think you have to give credit to them in that regard. Uh, I, I think also uh, the the inverse can be true that um, Georgia might have looked past them a little bit, uh, but in the end, it, we didn't really see Kirby or Munkin or anybody else dealing up anything different than what the game plan was, which is we know we can beat this team running kind of our base stuff. Uh, I think probably the fanciest play we saw was the wheel route to, to Milton, and that was. Uh, that was fun. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, one. and but that was you know that was that's a play that's always in the playbook. Uh, I think 
it, matter of fact, that would that it was a very similar play to what he threw the touch on uh, the interception to that was trying to catch McConkey down the middle, uh, except for it was Darnell Washington that was open on the wheel over on that side. But yeah, in the end, it's 37, a 37 14 with really a trash touchdown thrown in the end against the reserves. I'll take that. And if you told me that, if you told me that uh, Friday morning, I'd be like, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The team that George is going to play in the SEC championship never happened. Game next nope, week. Nope. They're they're the West winners, and that's the thing. <laughs> the team that they're playing next week just lost to a team that I think is arguably worse than Georgia Tech is, has been at least in the second half of the year. So uh yeah. that's something. And I, I think that's right. a ton of ton of points and yards to a team that hasn't scored more than twenty four four all season. Yeah, not great. Um, and listen, there was that stretch. You know, I, it, I, listen, I never really thought Georgia was in danger this game, but certainly, you know, um, everything that Georgia Tech would want to have happen, and both with themselves and for Georgia, they, not going well for Georgia, was basically going there until. And then, listen, on that fourth ground, I was on the opposite side of the stadium. I was sitting next to Scott and my son William, who is wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yay. And, uh The. Uh, on that fourth down on the goal line, I thought he – I did not think that he caught that ball uh, on the on the play. that uh, the, But I thought they were just going to knock it down the throat going fourth and goal. That gave them the, I believe, the 17-7 lead. But I thought uh, – I actually – or maybe – yeah, whatever the score was that time, 13-20, or 20, so whatever it would have been. Um, I thought he would drop that ball, and that would have been a lot of uh, – I think that would have made people pucker a little bit uh, if he drops that fourth. If, if he fourth, drops that fourth down thing, we're now into the third quarter. It's still just a three or six point lead at that point. Still one possession game, one way or the other. Now, of course, they get that touchdown right after that. They get the turnover, and then they turn the game into what it's going to be. But I do think you're right. I do think they kind of look past them a little bit. I don't. I know that's the sort of talk radio thing where you're supposed to say, "Yeah, they look past them. These guys got to get their heads on straight." Like, come on. I mean, it's a, like there's 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 no reason to think that Georgia Tech was going to come in here. And, and, like, this is a, they're they're reasonable kids. It's senior day. They've got the SEC championship game coming up. They're the number one team in the country. They're facing a Georgia Tech team that uh, turned out to be a little bit better than I think you might have anticipated, but still was hardly any sort of threat. The idea that. Um, uh, that moment was the only time where you thought, you know, if he drops this ball, we may start sweating this a little bit. But, you know, that's the thing about being Georgia. You can play a kind of a mediocre game against a team that has everything clicking right, and then one little thing shifts, and then next thing you know, you're up by 20 points. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the way it was. And 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 I, I, I do kind of feel like you give a little credit to Georgia Tech. I feel like they were well-coached and well-prepared. And I, so, as I, I believe Seth Emerson drank – Pointed out, it was the first time since 2006 that a non-triple option Georgia Tech team had played at Sanford Stadium. <laughs> Fun little wow. piece of trivia. Uh, so, and they looked different. I didn't think they looked half bad, but and I don't think Georgia looked great. But it didn't matter. They still stomped them because that's what Georgia does against teams like this. Yeah, that that was a very interesting sequence. I I thought it was a catch all along. Um, although the the way. I don't want to be the I don't want to be but the officials, bro. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but it was an interesting called game. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, uh, but you know, it, I, <laughs> I also think that they might legit have had to have a police escort out of there if they had called that not a catch. Um, People were getting dialed that, up. Fans were getting very yeah, dialed oh, yeah. up around that time. Oh yeah, but that you know that was also interesting because that went from that that totally flipped the game script because it went from there to five game minutes later with Carson back in the game. And um, but that's what Georgia does. That's what this team right. does. 
Yeah, speaking of Seth Emerson, I'm glad you brought him up. I walked out of the stadium thinking exactly what he has been writing now for three weeks. It's like it's the best imperfect team in the nation. Uh, and I don't. And I, I agree. I don't think there is a perfect team in the nation. I think all the teams have something. I mean, but that's the same every year. We always say this. You know, it's really rare. I think we got spoiled with the 2019 LSU and 2020 Alabama teams because they were so good. Maybe the LSU team wasn't great on defense. They were good enough. Um, I mean, Georgia is probably the closest to that uh, because they can score. I mean, we, you know, we've seen them be able to put, you know, put the foot in the gas a little bit and score when they need to. Uh, we'll see how that goes when we face better defenses down the road. Um, but there's nothing about what I saw yesterday other than the frustration of uh, I, the frustration of of like feeling like we were running in, in mud a little bit. Uh, that in in Georgia fans um, reverting back to their some of their worst selves, uh, yelling about every single play. I was like, I just I can't, I can't. We're guys, we're twelve and zero. It's fine. Be like, enjoy this. This is this is to be enjoyed, not to complain every. That every play isn't a sixty-five yard touchdown, and there were some shaky calls. I, I, I don't. I, I tend to be general defender of the refs across the board, but there were some shaky calls. But it's fine. I love that you brought up there that, like, you know, when they face a tough defense down the road, which kind of looks like it might not be to the national championship game, <laughs> actually, because uh, I, I don't. I'm not too impressed with USC's defense, but kind of what they did, <clears throat> I think, it was pointed out that like maybe it's time to start scouting USC because I think their win after Notre Dame clearly put them in a position where, you know, it, it we'll, we'll see what happens, but like all told um, the way things kind of went down yesterday and the way things are setting up for the championship weekend. If USC wins on Friday night, we may already know the four, right? Yeah. I think that's, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I, I, I mean, I, it's going to be hard. I know there is a lot of internet chatter. There was last night in again this morning about, well, you know, is there a possibility that you're going to put Ohio state in over? Yeah, I don't see how I just, I, and I say this as a fan of a team that's sitting in the exact same situation as Michigan and TCU, but I still don't see how you can put, unless they get just housed by Georgia gets housed by a three loss team. Okay, fine. Put Ohio state in. I, I can, I can live with that. Um, but if the game, is even remotely close. Um, and the same for TCU and Michigan. It, they, they, especially Michigan, right? I don't. I do not see how you put Ohio State and over a, a team that Michigan beat. I mean, that, that they lost to a week before. I just don't see it. I, 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 okay, I, you know, I, minds can differ on that. I just don't see how you do it. So I think you're probably right, uh, and especially if Southern Cal wins. At this point, we're just playing for seeding. Literally, that's all we're doing. I mean, listen, I think you, I wouldn't be stunned if they consider the possibility of putting Michigan one, if I'm being entirely honest. They've got oh, the no, best yeah, win. Yeah, I can see that. I They've can got see the that, best yeah. win. They, they have absolutely sure. have the best win right now. I don't think I wouldn't do that, but I understand the argument. Like, they've got the best win. They just won at Ohio. They didn't just win at Ohio State. They, like, that was <laughs> definitive. <laughs> that was definitive in a way that I don't think anyone was expecting that to be definitive. And uh, in a way that Harbaugh, like, again, what's been a year and a half ago, they were like, oh, what, they got, like, Harbaugh had to take a pay cut to be able to stay. And now, and now here they are uh, looking like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. If Illinois, if Georgia faces Michigan in the national championship game, I don't think it's going to go down exactly uh, like the, like the Orange Bowl did last year. That team yeah, looks better. And Georgia doesn't look better. like. They, they look better. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, but no, I, and listen, kudos to Georgia Tech. I will say, I do, I do kind of feel like some good vibes for Georgia Tech. That was one of the better, like that, that Georgia Tech was never really in any danger of going to win that game. But that looked like a team that knew what it was doing, and I don't usually see that from Georgia Tech. Look, I've said it. I've said it several times, and anybody listen. The problem was Jeff Collins. I mean, uh, you cannot combine not recruiting with bad coaching and development, and uh, that's exactly what they got out of him. I, and I don't. I'm not trying to dance to anybody's grave here. I'm just saying that's what we saw. They immediately came in and fixed some I- immediately fixable things in the first few weeks. And this team looks like they are they're doing stuff and trying stuff. They just, I mean, they did get outcoached uh, a little bit, but they definitely. I mean, that, that first drive, they 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 were ready. They were ready and scripted a play, a plays, a scripted drive that had Georgia reeling, going backwards. They they looked at the tendencies. They looked at what Georgia liked to do coming out in the base, and just they leveraged that against a very very good Georgia defense. And that's, um, you know, I, you you and I talked about this, or we talked about this on the podcast about you know hiring the interim. I mean, yeah, hiring the interim guy and how that almost never works out. I mean, I feel like Brent Key is going to get that job, and I'm not. I'm not disappointed in that. I'm not. Really some not. rule stuff. You're hearing some rule stuff now too. And yeah, but I think Matt Rule has accepted the Nebraska job. I think sure, that's not, not Nebraska. The other guy. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I heard yeah. Some, another guy, but yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Jeff Key, Jeff Collins because that'd be not Jeff Collins. Uh, but you know, you know, I think it's one of those things where um, I like beating Georgia Tech 18 of 20 years. But I want them a little better so we can play them later than noon. Because <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. It was like, this game's actually funner in Atlanta. It's funner in Atlanta because it's, I mean, you get to make a, a kind of a weekend out of it. And it's just like, it's not, well, it's another so kind of ruin our last home game here. Although I'd still rather be playing Georgia Tech than a SOCON team. Willie Fritz, by the way, is the guy. Oh, Fritz. Georgia yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Fritz, uh, Fritz was at Southern before he went to Tulane, right? So yeah. George Southern. So yeah, I, I could see that. And they, they they don't run the triple option, but they kind of run a kind of a, a wishbone evolved. So that would that would appeal back to the 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 old the old tech that don't like all this newfangled passing crap. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that newfangled passing crap didn't look half bad at times. Uh, yes, yeah. heck, you could make an argument that one really awesome first down call where they threw the tight end and he dropped it. That guy was scoring. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, I had I had a couple of tech fans sit beside me, and I looked over at them. I was like. Um, that might have been the high water mark for Tech right there. I said yeah. that drop pass. That is that is the moment where you know the 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 guy runs to the top of the hill to plant a flag and then you know gets gets overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that's uh, that's the way it felt to me, and and that's about right, you know. So it was also turned out to be a beautiful day. After all the <laughs> people were worried there was going to be thunderstorms, and it was going to be miserable. It was like a, it turned out to be like a postcard day. It was a perfect day uh, out there across the board. Uh, my my warm Georgia vest got to overheated. I had to. Uh, it was just too hot. Uh, I was definitely not expecting. Speaking of the vibe, before we talk about uh, uh, our personal vibe from the thing, um, uh, I, I'd like to note the number. Um, of people who went up to my son at our post-game event and said, hey, you're wearing a shirt, which is a weird thing to say, I feel obliged to point out, uh, to an 11-year-old. But uh, nevertheless, it's true. But he was not wearing a shirt from 7-6 Apparel. But uh, he will eventually. I may say, He will be at the SC Championship game. Maybe we'll have one for him there. But if he were to get one, Tony, where would that happen? Well, you can get one uh, by Going on your web browser, entering the76.com. That's spell it out. D-H-E-S-E-V-E-N-S-I-X.com. 
Also, you can find those guys out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you do social media. I assume they're on Facebook. I don't know. I'm not Scott, but um, they. Uh, I did. I did. It was. It was interesting and got in, increasingly weird that people did note that William was wearing a shirt. Uh, <laughs> although I do appreciate William's ability to commit to the bit. Finally, um, yes, yes. So he he was like, yes, I am wearing a shirt. Uh, and, and the next thing we have like, but you should go to seven and enter code WSLS for free shipping, which yeah, you I, can do, friends. I actually tattooed a QR code on his eyelids so yeah, people that can way. just take a picture and just like go directly. Yeah, I know, Willem. I did not actually tattoo <laughs> a QR code on your eyelids. I feel well, like that would have been an issue. He doesn't know. He can't see them. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Have you looked in the mirror since you went to bed last night? Um, so you can't exactly. Your eyes were shut. Um, speaking of a post game event, that was uh, the first time we get to do one since 2019, uh, and it was a blast, man. It was at uh, it was at the room. We had more space than I thought we were going to, which was great. I was able to put up my uh, put up my my Illini game off in the corner where they smoked uh, Go Cats and Northwestern. Unfortunately, falling short for the Big Ten West. That's okay. Eight and four. I got no complaints. Uh, and very awesome to see a lot of people there. Uh, just like it's it's exactly my my fun kind of event, right? There's like old friends come by. We meet all of these new people. A lot of people just come in town for one game a year and came by after. Afterwards, it was a really, really good time, and it, it made me so happy that we do that. Yeah, and I really appreciate everybody stopping in. We had folks from Sacramento, my friends from Iowa, there. We had Jana from North Carolina, uh, and I'm I'm, also, I'm surely forgetting all the, uh, the 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 regulars that come to. But it's it's fun, like you know. And I I, I don't want to speak for Will here, but I think he agrees with me. Community is a fun part of this to me, uh, and, and and I mean what I say when I say. Uh, I'm just happy Scott decides to record this, but I'm glad uh, y'all thought enough to take some of your own personal time to walk up and drink uh, and hang out and talk with us and say hello to everybody. And it it is really an honor and we appreciate you doing that. It was great. Like, like honestly, people were like, I'm, I'm never surprised. Like I've, I've yet to, I, I, I suppose it's possible. We, we've got to have like one or two jerk listeners. You'd think. Uh, yeah. But I haven't met one. <laughs> I have yep. to tell you, I haven't met one. Uh, everyone's just been really so open and like fun and like, and exactly what you would want them to be. Cause listen, they listen to a podcast where people just, I had uh, the, 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 our friend from, from Sacramento was telling me that he said, uh, he said, uh, it really does just feel like I'm sitting and listening to three guys, three or three of my buddies uh, drinking bourbon and talking about the Georgia. And that's that's the point of the show. And so it's perhaps not surprising that all of our that the listeners we talked to felt like the exact sort of same people you'd be able to do the same thing with. Uh, and that was uh, that was very enjoyable. I also got to I was glad to see uh, I enjoyed uh, uh, seeing different groups of people mix. The idea yeah. of, uh, of, uh, of of Robert Wolf and Tim Kelly in the same room is just kind of funny <laughs> to me anyway. And so uh, the I, I got to tell Tim that Robert introduces me to his people, his, his people as his liberal friend. And then Robert informed me, he's like, he's a liberal. Look at his shirt. He's wearing a liberal shirt. I was just wearing a black T-shirt, by the way. I said, what was your shirt? What were you wearing? Yeah, it was literally just a black t-shirt. Like there's no rainbow armband on it or anything. It was like there's a black t-shirt. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy I'm happy you wore the appropriate clothing so people who know know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The secret code from our meetings uh came across. Uh but just an absolute blast. Like everyone was so great and I and I it was a great it was a great place to have it. Everyone was so nice and I just it, again, I say that I I really can't put it better than that. I'm certain some of you have to be just by the odds of probability probability and math 
Some of you, a couple of you, have to be jerks. It just seems like they would, you would think so, but I've yet to meet one. <laughs> I've just I've yet to meet one. I've yet to come across one. Uh, and considering this is a show that's broadcasted via the internet, uh, that's pretty rare. <laughs> that's pretty rare <laughs> that uh, that that, that uh, uh, people are so nice. It's a warm, welcoming thing, and uh, I, I made me excited about doing that again next year. Yeah, and I think uh, I, w- I also want to say a special thanks to Scott Parrish and his crew at the Root. Um, I, I think their normal post game crowd is is a little thinner based on how they were, uh, how many people were there when we first got there. Uh, but it was really, really cool of them to, I wouldn't say set aside space. It just made sure we had space available, and uh, we appreciate everybody that took to, that took the time to come out. All right, so we lost Tony a little bit. They had some power issues out in Watkinsville. They're still uh, dealing with that Alabama electrical grid from the 1930s out there in Watkinsville. So I'm going to wrap this up. We will be back for our Monday preview of the SEC championship game. We'll be previewing that Monday night. Good times all around. And hey, I'm going to find out. uh, um, We'll see a lot of you at the SEC championship game. I'm excited about that. We'll have the whole preview. But mostly, uh, good times. We have no more home games until Labor Day. So I hope everybody enjoyed their time out at the stadium. Uh, William, you want to shout us out? You say goodbye. Goodbye. When you want to say goodbye? Come on in. Say goodbye. Come on in. Goodbye. All right, there you go. We'll see y'all. We'll be taping our preview on Monday. Till then, go dog. Go dog.